What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Entrepreneurism Podcast here with the hardcore closer, Ryan Stuman. Ryan, what's going on, man? What up, everybody? I, uh, I appreciate you coming on, especially after the reschedules, but uh, obviously your name is a hardcore closer. There's obviously a meaning behind that. Before we dive into who you are, how you got the name, and some educational pieces behind sales, I always ask this first question, what's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? A fucking wedding. Definitely a wedding, especially since most of them end up in divorces anyway. I think the dumbest shit I ever spent money on is relationships that I don't have any business being in, you know? And I, hey man, and I don't spend a lot of money on stupid shit, man. So, but I would say that's, that's, uh, that's the, that's probably the biggest thing, man, is spending money on, on weddings that, uh, that didn't last, man. Not everybody's cut out for this entrepreneurism, uh, roller coaster, you know right. what I mean? Sometimes the other half, they're like, they like you when they, when you got that day job, then when you go out on your own and, and shit ain't as comfortable anymore, they, 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 they have a hard time. They don't survive, you know? How much, uh, how much do you spend on the wedding? If you don't mind me asking, man, I, my dumb ass been divorced three times. I'm, I'm well into the millions at this point oh, on geez. between divorces and weddings. So yeah. You well, know? I mean, like you said, it happens and you really got to find the partner that's in it with you for the long run. Cause like you said, there's a lot of uh, ups and downs. There's a roller coaster to entrepreneurism, but the hardcore closer, obviously you got that due to sales. How did that name come about? Give a brief background to your history of sales. And then we're going to dive into some more educational content. Man, I had a, a corporate job and uh, was working as a, a, a mortgage banker and that's what you do in the mortgage business. You don't like, uh, I mean, you close deals. That's like the whole point, right? That's not like a fancy sales like lingo or whatever. It's just, you close deals. So a loan officer is like the official title, but I always call myself and everybody around me because I was the top producer at the three companies I worked for during the eight years I did that as I was just a closer, you know, it's like, Hey, what, what do you do for a living as a closer? But, but man, you know, I've been in and out of prison and divorced and, fucking you name it mistake i've done it pretty much and so people just were like hey that dude over there man he's hardcore because i wasn't really friendly i'm still not that friendly but i wasn't really friendly in the office i wasn't there to like hang out with paul and chad at the fucking water cooler i was there to 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 make up for these damn divorces i've been through (laughs) you know what i'm saying so so people always like dude that guy's hardcore and somehow one day they just started calling me the hardcore closer at this place that i worked at and i was like you know what dude I can tell you this, Brady, if somebody gives you a shitty nickname, you are fucked, man, because it will stick. But if you are lucky and blessed enough to get a cool nickname, you better ride that shit till the wheels come off, man. So I'm not a fool. And so I was like, you know what, dude, they could be calling me fucking all sorts. There's Douchey McDoucherson or some shit like that. Instead, (laughs) they call me the hardcore closer. I'm just going to own that shit. So uh, that was probably 2008. And in 2012, I don't know, it was just sitting there, 2010. I was just sitting around one day and I was like, I wonder if anybody's ever registered like hardcorecloser.com. It's like, I think I'll write a blog, you know, kind of that moment that people have. Right. So it turns out hardcorecloser.com is totally available. And I'm like, oh shit, for $10, I can pick this up. And I started a blog on it, just like putting my own like feelings and shit. And I still do. I, there's probably 4,000 blog posts on that website today. And uh, I just never quit. I'm one of those people, if I do something, I just, 
I don't ever stop doing it. Right. You know what I mean? And, and um, it just kind of stuck. But, you know, it's weird about the last three years I've been going by. I mean, my, my website is hardcorecloser.com. My Instagram handles at hardcorecloser. But really the last three years, man, I've been working on being known as just Ryan. You know, I'm just, I'm just Ryan. And that's a, that's a cool nickname and, and, a, and a moniker to have. I'm not going to give that up. But the reality is like, I'm not just a sales guy anymore. And if you, if you were actually a client of ours, you would know that like sales is maybe 10%, if not less of what we actually teach, you know, because there's a certain mindset you have to have to even be good in sales in the first place. And if right. you don't have the mindset in place, then, then, you know, none of the rest of the shit's going to matter. I've, I've made a lot of people rich that have made mistakes with their money because they didn't have the right mindset. I made a lot of people, you know, millions of dollars that all of a sudden their ego got big and they did their wife dirty and cheated on them or got addicted to drugs and stuff like that. And I realized after about nine years of going through, you know, episodes a couple times a year with clients like that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm blessed. I've had thousands and thousands of clients, but you know, it's always the couple that fail or the couple that, that really crash and burn that stick out in your mind. And I was right. like, man, how am I going to be able to stop that? Well, if I can go to the root of the problem and solve the root problem, then the, the sales will automatically get better. The business will automatically get better. Their genetics will automatically get better. Their family relationships will automatically get better if I can go solve those root problems. And so that's really what I've been focused on the last three years is more like a, a, a mental toughness, mindset, personal development way of thinking as opposed to being a sales guy. But I'll always be a sales guy. It's in my blood, you know. Uh, but that's, that's, and I got to sell what I'm, what I'm doing when it comes to right. that stuff anyway. But the, the bigger picture for me is helping people ultimately become the most elite version of themselves. And yeah. everybody's got a different version or different definition of what that really is. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, going back just briefly. Yeah. You want to be known as Ryan to be completely honest. I heard of you as a hardcore closer first, and that's probably a lot of people's connotation to use a hardcore closer. Ryan Suman, you're like, who's Ryan Suman? Like, I get that a lot, closer. man. I'm working you know? on that, y'all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're working on it, which is great. But to, to, to touch on the mindset, I agree. You know, I'm young. I'm 24. Not nowhere near the sales experience you have, but I understand mindset is so key, especially just entrepreneurism in general. Mindset is probably the number one skill that people need to master. But so many entrepreneurs get into this space thinking they can just have a good product or service, but not have the mindset to back that up, Right. So especially with COVID going on right now, people I've talked to sales are down, people won't close or having to have more touch points, stuff like that. What has been your number one, I guess, identifier for how to actually continue to boost those sales up? Well, you know, the, the big key to con like the mindset behind sales is really, it's not make more money. It's not how good you talk, how good you look, all the fancy words you use or word tracks or scripts. It's really just boils down to one word and one word only. And that's consistency. Right. You know, when you can become a consistent person uh, and you do things consistently, then, then what happens is most people aren't. So mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you become this elite model for people to follow and say, damn, this dude posts on Facebook every day. Damn, this dude releases a podcast every day. Damn, this dude writes a blog post that gets published every day. Damn, this dude's writing three YouTube videos that get published a week. Damn, this dude's been doing this shit for fucking 10 years. And so they come to me during this whole COVID thing and they said, man, I've been fucking up. I, I should have been doing what you're doing. I should have been following your shit this whole time. You're still doing it. And dude, we've had the best year that we've ever had, man. I'm richer this year than I was last year. I'm going to be richer next year than I was this year. And 
we just didn't stop. We didn't go, oh, shit, COVID's here. We're going to – man, the fucking city that we live in said, you cannot go to work. You know what we said? Come fucking remove us, man. We ain't playing around. <laughs> come, fuck, come in here and try to muscle us the fuck out of here, yeah. right? So what we did was we went and started a construction company because construction's an essential business. So for 600 bucks, I started an LLC as a construction company and fucking posted the papers on the door and was like, we are a fucking construction company. So they can't do shit to us. You know what I mean? But that's that <laughs> consistency and that mindset that you got to have. See, most people, when the struggle gets in their way, right? When a barrier gets in their way, they go try to run through the barrier, run into the barrier, dig a hole under the barrier. Man, all you got to do is keep your momentum going and put a ramp on top of that shit. You'll hop right over over it and so that's what right. we did that little llc that we spent a few hundred dollars on made gave us a ramp over a roadblock that was in our way you know right. like we just didn't stop and what happened was the marketplace you know month one here in texas which isn't our only market we're worldwide but month one here in texas people went well let's see how this works for stewman then like month two when people started struggling a little bit and they see that we weren't struggling they're like shit we got to get on to whatever he's doing. Right. And the cool thing is I, I own like 22 different companies, but one of them or four of them are software companies. And those companies really took off because people needed to do shit differently than they were. And they needed different online stuff. So it worked out really well for us. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of people, um, you know, they say more touch points. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like, well, did you slow down because of COVID? And just like you said, the people who slowed down now are probably going to be behind. Yeah, we sped up. Right back up. Man, what, you, you know, who wants to play catch up? Exactly. Like you, you slow down. Look, I, I work out every day in the gym, two times a day, right? And, 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 man, I've been doing this for 21 years. And I can tell you this, the faster you can run a mile, the less time you got to run. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A lot of people like do they try they just oh, they just jogging it out and man they make what would take seven minutes ten minutes right right Why, what, man fuck I want to run it as fast as possible so I don't got to run no more and that's how we run our business too we want to do shit as fast as possible so we don't have to do it no more you know yeah I, that's a really good analogy I never thought of it that way let me ask you a quick question so so when people go in to sales say say we're in a sales meeting right do you think it's more important for the person's selling to sell the product or service or sell themselves or a combination of both? Well, I think you got to have a combination. I mean, you could be the most charismatic person in the world, but if you have an unwanted product or a failed product, uh, you're going to really struggle more than you should anyway. Right. I think it's a combination. I mean, here's what I believe that it, it takes two things to be good at sales and two things only. You know, I, my biggest gift on this planet is oversimplification right? It's not the way I talk or these, you know, this amazingly large nose on my face. Those, those aren't my biggest gifts. You know what I mean? That like my biggest gift is literally the oversimplification because I believe that complexity leads to inaction. The, the more complicated shit is, the less people, the more people are to overthink it and, and then not do it. Right. And, you know, me being a, for lack of a better word, ignorant about certain subjects, uh, and diving into them anyway has really helped me out because I don't know any better. Somebody just told me something and I'm like, okay, I'll go do that. And it worked out. You know what I mean? If I was right. smart, then I would have overthought myself out of it. So I'll tell you, sales just needs two things. Number one is you need empathy. And I, I know I've been saying this shit for 20 years. I know there's, you know, guys with bigger following than me that are just now catching up on this and write books about it and shit like that. But empathy is like, it's real simple, man. You just have to let the people know that you understand. You don't have to have the solution. You just have to let them know that, that you understand. The easiest way to get somebody to know that you understand is to listen to them. A lot of sales guys trying to talk. 
you know, and you'll talk your way right the fuck out of a sale faster than you'll talk your way into it. But if I get you to talk and I'm listening, then guess what happens in your mind eventually? They're like, I've told him everything. He gets it. He understands. And that's what right. the point of empathy is, right? You have to understand. I might know your problem two seconds into your speech, but you don't know that I know your problem. Right. Exactly. I need you to know that I know your problem. And then the second thing is confidence, right? You got to have confidence that whatever it is that you sell will solve that problem, right? That problem that you got empathy with them. I understand your problem. They understand that you understand their problem. If you have confidence that your product will or service will solve that problem, you put those things, two things together. You could be the worst talking, worst looking, slobbiest person on the planet. But if you can master those two skills, you will win more than you lose. Yeah. I mean, I, I 100% agree with that. I know Gary Vee talks a lot about empathy, just feel what the other person is feeling, understand. Do you think it's potentially easier now for people to sell because it's probably primarily through Zoom video chat rather than in person? Or do you think it's probably a little bit harder because it might be harder to actually connect with the other person and, and really emphasize with them the way you want to? Man, I ain't met a person in like face-to-face for a sell in probably a 15 years, man. Wow. Like, yeah, probably 2005, 2006 was the last time I was meeting in, in person. Now, I might occasionally somebody come in or, you know what I'm saying? I'm not right. saying that I haven't ever, not one single time, but 99% of my shit is online. And really, a lot of my sales come from text messages and DMs. Uh, the type of people I sell to are already successful and busy anyway. So, the faster you can get to the point and, uh, and, and get it done, the better. And like a lot of like probably... 90% of my sales come through social media and, uh, and I don't get on zoom with people. I don't matter of fact, I charge $2,500 an hour to get on the phone with people. Cause I just, the phone's inefficient to me. I can be having four or five text messages, four or five emails, four or five DMS. And the same time I can listen to your shit for an hour on the phone. <laughs> you know, I can make 20 grand in an hour in, in as opposed to, you know, 2,500 plus of potential sales. So, right. you know, I, I think that, I think people that are struggling to get sales through social media and zoom and shit like that are way behind the curve and they better get fucking better really fucking quick, man, because this shit ain't going back, man. I, I, I did a lot of time in prison and I'm telling you when the government takes shit from you, they don't give it all back. They might give a portion of it back. There might be some relaxed standards, but they don't go back. Like, right. you know, once they raise taxes, rarely, if ever, do they, do they lower them? They might lower exactly. some portion of them, but there's other shit they're raising to make up for it, right? The government never gives up power. That's not how it works. And they've got a power over us right now with quarantine, no door knocks, no businesses open. They're going to give us some of that back, but we ain't going to get it all back. And here's the other thing. After 30 days, something becomes a habit. We've been locked down for nine fucking months now, man. Most people are just used and accustomed to doing shit online. And if you are one of those people that keeps thinking, you know, let me, let me give you a good analogy. If, if you're a good boxer, and, you, and you're Floyd Mayweather, and you're undefeated. That's cool. But as soon as you get in the ring with an average-ass MMA guy, he's going to beat the shit out of you, right? Because all you know is how to throw hands. He knows how to throw feet, how to, how to choke you out, how to get you on the ground, how to ground and pound you, how to jujitsu your ass, how to all this other shit, right? That he knows so many more skills than you do. If you're a salesman, and right now you're, all you're relying on is cold calls and face-to-face, -face, one or the other, then you're just like that boxer. 
yeah, you know how to sell just like the boxer knows how to fight, but he only knows one style of fighting. And in today's right. day and age, there's no rules, man. We got to learn to close sales on video. We got to learn to close sales through a blog. We got to learn to close sales through text message, through DM, through social media, through Instagram, through Facebook, through LinkedIn, through YouTube. Like we got to cover all that. And you're doing yourself a disservice and costing yourself money if you're not a mixed martial artist when it comes to sales that knows right. how to do all these different activities. The people that are MMA masters at sales like I am are going to beat your ass over and over and over again. And the faster you start learning these new skills and stop, and it's a mindset thing and stop using the excuse right. of, well, I'm not a tech guy or I never really did the internet. Yeah, fucker, the internet's been around for 30 years. What the fuck <laughs> do you mean you never really used the internet? How the fuck have you avoided a computer for 30 years in your life? What planet are you living on? What bum podunk ass state and town are you residing in, man? Because the internet's been here for a long time. I was on the internet as a kid. You know what I mean? And I'm 41 right. years old and there's still people today. It's like, oh, the internet's not my thing. I'm like, oh, you think it's a fad? Because let's count the money. The richest people on the planet made their money from the internet. Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, yeah. fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Those are the three top, Warren Buffett's not even top three anymore. Those are the three richest people mm -hmm. on the planet. And if you go to the top 10, eight out of the top 10 made their money from the internet. So how people can still sit around and go, oh, it's just not my thing. Well, neither's money, bro. Neither's yeah. making money. Yeah. No, I mean, you're exactly right. You think about, just say Jeff Bezos. If, Am if the internet wasn't a thing, Amazon wouldn't be a thing. Facebook wouldn't be a thing. Microsoft wouldn't be a thing, right? So I, I think it's really, really important for people to understand they have Would to diversify. Just name the, the only $3 trillion companies in history are internet companies. Exactly. Microsoft, Apple, and Amazon. The only exactly. $3 trillion companies in history are all internet companies. Exactly. And that just shows that, that people who are stuck in their ways are going to get left behind, right? So it's coming back, you know, to the whole COVID thing. People who are stuck in their ways and don't want to diversify the way they do things, they're going to be playing catch up, right? But to end, because I know we're a little bit short on time, a lot of people might say, yeah, I know how to close on the phone. I know how to close on Zoom. I know how to close in person. How do I close through DM, text message? Like, how, how do you close someone without ever actually hearing their voice? I tell you, the most important skill that nobody talks about that's made me more money than any other skill on the planet is writing. You know, if in school, if my English teacher would have told me, hey, you learned to write, you can make millions of dollars a month, I would have been like, all right, I'm going to pay attention to this class. But instead, it was like, oh, these are the things that you have to learn in order how to speak. I already talk, you know, right. and nobody talks the way you're telling me to write anyway. And so I would tell you guys to like, I would encourage you to get good at writing. You need to be able to write in the same exact way that you talk. Now, look, I started off like one, pink, one finger pecking at a time on, on the keyboard, you know, and over the course of 10 years, now I can type out a few hundred words a minute. And it, it wasn't easy. It was just like practicing the guitar, the piano or anything else. I just had to put in the practice. But when people slide in my DM, most people go, oh, hey, buy my shit here. Or, oh, hey, here's a link to do this. I don't do that, man. I have a conversation with them just like I right. text my friends. And... Uh, you know, somebody hits me in a DM and says, man, I really like that podcast you did with Brady, right? I'd be like, cool. What'd you like about it? And I'm gonna get them talking because that's how you get empathy. I'm gonna get them talking, <laughs> man. I really like the part about this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, what does that mean to you? Right. And I'm just going to have, I'm gonna keep asking them those questions right. so I can draw them in a certain period to where I'm like, oh yeah, this person needs this fit right here. Cause most of the time when people realize you're listening to them, they'll take the time to type their whole fucking life story. Mm-hmm. 
But that writing, if you, if you don't learn how to write, you should be able to communicate with your fingers the same way you communicate with your mouth. That should be like, that should be your, your, your goal when it comes to writing. And I'm telling you, some of the richest people in the world know how to write too. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, no, that's, that, that's a great tip. And I, and I hope my audience takes that and uses it because I think nowadays more than ever, people are so salesy. The first message they're trying to sell you, Hey, how's it going? This is what I do. This is what I do. I sell it for this. You should buy it here. It's like, no, I don't even know who you are, but creating that relationship and you don't even have to talk to them and you can sell them just through, just through acting like you're their friend. I think that's the biggest thing is no one wants to build relationships nowadays. Yeah. It's because they, here's why it's because y'all, y'all people, you people are treating <laughs> text messages, DMS and social media as if it's a, a, as if there's a different set of communication rules. There isn't. It's just an alternative universe. It's the same universal laws that apply face-to-face apply online too. And if you use to operate, if you use those laws to your advantage and you operate within them online, the same you operate offline, you will get the same results. But so many people try to rush the sale online because they think, oh, fuck, man, it's hard to type. Well, get better at it. You know, it's hard to lift weights. You get stronger the more you do it, though. Exactly. It's hard to play guitar, but you build calluses on your fingers the more chords you stroke, right? Get better at it. Don't, don't go, oh, man, it's hard. I don't like this. My, the worst is when somebody, you're talking to them, they're like, hey, and they're trying to sell you something. They're like, hey, let's hop on the phone. Nah, man, if I wanted to hop on the phone, we'd already be talking. You need to sell me where I'm comfortable being sold at. And if somebody's already in your DM, your email, your text message, they're already comfortable having that type of conversation. That's one less objection you got to handle. Just keep it there and they go, well, well, I get them on the phone that, that you know, they're not going to hang up on me, but they might ghost me on text. Hey, if they ghosted you on text, go reread that shit, figure out what you did to run them away and get better at it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I love it. And I, I think I want to end it there because I think, People have short attention spans. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> but, uh, but Ryan, I, I appreciate your time, man. I want to end with this question. You know, a lot of podcasts and what's the biggest piece of advice? I think that's such a bullshit cliche question because you've given advice and it's all over your social media as well. But the question I ask is, why do you love what you do? And why is it important for entrepreneurs to also love what they do? Well, I, I, this is going to be a, a long, longer story than you probably envision. But in 2005, I read a book and I had an idea. Hey, you know what? I'm going to help people. This is really what I like to do anyway. I'm already helping people in one form, but I want to help people. I want to help people overcome the struggle. I've been through some real shit in my life. I want to help people overcome that stuff. The people around me, they, the person that was there with me was like, yeah, but I don't think nobody will listen to you because you've been in trouble with the law and you didn't graduate high school. You're, you don't have all these credentials. And it kind of like took the wind beneath my sails, you know? Right. Then in 2008, I had an opportunity to do the same thing. The vision came back, man, I need to be helping people. I need to be helping people. And I chased the money instead. And then in 2011, I finally said, you know what, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help people. I don't care what the folks around me say. I don't care what the payoff is. I'm going to go all in with helping people. And in the course of nine years of doing this full time, I've changed millions of lives. I've, I've made millions of dollars. I've seen people go from, you know, having a midget mindset to, to having an abundant way of thinking. I've seen people go from, you know, making $50,000 a year to, to making $50,000 a day and being married and, and having kids and driving their dream cars. I've been doing this so long. I've seen all this happen in people's lives. You know what I mean? Growing huge businesses and 
and flying on private jets and staying in penthouse hotels and, and making life changing money. And man, I like watching people win that deserve it. You know, nothing makes me matter than a lazy loser winning. Right. But right. I sure like to watch winners win. And I'll tell you this, I make more money now than I've ever made at any point in my life. And I've been well to do since 2004. And, and so I've been in the money making game for a long time, but it wasn't until I decided to listen to that voice in the back of my head. Let me tell you guys what I did. That voice would show up and go, Ryan, you're supposed to be the speaker. You're supposed to help people. You're supposed to write. You're all this shit that the voice originally went right. I don't even know how to type. You know, the internet, fuck, man, I barely know how to fill out an application online, right? The voice right. in the beginning went, you know, man, shit, dude, I'm going to smoke another joint and get you to shut up. I'm going to drink another beer and get you to shut up, right? But the one day that I said, you know what, dude, all right, apparently you're going to follow up with this is a sale, right? Apparently you're just yeah. going to keep following up with me until I close. Today is the day that I signed my life away on your contract. And I'm right. telling you, that, was, that 2000 was January 13, 2011 is the greatest day of my life, the best decision I ever made. And I've been rolling that way for nine years, man. And I, I sleep good at night. I've got a dream family now. I'm remarried again, but this time to a ride or die partner. We've been together for six years, longest relationship of my life. I got three boys. I got everything that I ever dreamed of. Amazing friends. I coach Super Bowl winners, professional athletes, bodybuilders, millionaires, people that run billion dollar businesses. These are all my clients. And and man, I just, every day I wake up and I'm so grateful and feel so blessed that I actually decided to chase what the voice in the back of my head was telling me all along, because see, that's a gift from God. God's given you the gift of a thought. That thought is a gift from God. And if you ignore that thought, somebody else is going to get to think it eventually. And it goes away from you and becomes their gift. If you choose not to act. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's very powerful. Right. And, and I think one of the big words we harked on in the beginning was consistency. So that thought was consistently coming into your mind and what you just said too. Joe Burrow, you know, the rookie QB for the Bengals, he says every day that you don't put in work, someone else has put it in work, right? So every day you don't put in work, you get a day behind and they get a day ahead. Eventually they're going to cross. So I love what you just said is every day you don't expand on your dreams, these thoughts, these desires, it's going to go away. Someone else is going to grab them and it's going to be the version of you that you want it to be, Right. So that was very powerful. I appreciate you sharing that with me. And Ryan, I do appreciate your time, man. This was awesome. I think we unpacked a lot in this short conversation. Where can my audience find you on social media and your website? So everything is at one spot social. It's O-N-E, one spot social.com forward slash closer. Uh, while you're there, you might as well sign up. It's free. It's a cool place to keep all your website, social media pages so that everybody knows. It's like, it's like the Google for people. Right. So, uh, so just go to one spot, social.com forward slash closer. And you can find me on all my channels, my website, phone number, all that shit there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I will link that in the description. Reach out to Ryan, let him know what you thought about the episode and Ryan, I appreciate your time, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Thank you for listening to the entrepreneurism podcast. We post episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 a.m. Central Time. We would greatly appreciate if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. I'm Brady Morgan, your host. We'll see you next time.